With your latest news, I'm Shana Gallego. Workforce Opportunities and Residency Cayman Work, Customs and Border Control, CBC, and the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service, RCIPS, recently joined forces to remove a person wanted by Jamaican authorities. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin reports. The person was wanted in relation to having information on a murder in Jamaica. The wanted person arrived on Grand Cayman on January 1, 2023, and was returned to Jamaica under the escort of two RCIPS officers on January 5, 2023. Jamaican authorities initially contacted CBC on January 2nd of this year with an arrest warrant for the person who went by a particular nickname, and no full name was provided at the initial point of contact. A Caymanian small business owner had applied for a temporary work permit on December 15th for the individual, who at the time had a clean police record and the permit was approved on December 28th of 2022. The Jamaican authorities reached back out to CBC on January 3rd and provided the full name of the suspect. CBC then contacted work and issued an advisory with the full name of the wanted person and immediate action was taken to revoke the temporary work permit. The Caymanian employer holding the temporary work permit also decided to formally cancel the application on January 3rd, preceding the suspect's arrest, detention, and removal from the island within 24 hours of her arrest. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. 39-year-old Sean Michael McDonald is sentenced to seven years and one month. The captain of the Pepper Jelly was found guilty of two counts of manslaughter and one of endangering life in connection with a boat collision in the North Sound that killed 49-year-old Manny Brown, a former police officer, and 70-year-old John Turner. McDonald was piloting the Pepper Jelly in August 2019 when it collided with the Godfrey Hurricane. A glimpse into how the business of Parliament gets done today as a select committee on the gambling amendment bill is opened to the public. Radio Cayman's April Cummings has more. MPs decided to open the select committee meeting to the public, giving us a chance to see how things work. Members of the public who are so interested or so minded will be able to follow these proceedings. So let me, on behalf of the entire Parliament, welcome those members of the public who are following us. Attorney General the Honorable Samuel Bolton, at the request of Tourism and Transport Minister the Honorable Kenneth Bryan, explains to the public the purpose and some of the aspects of the committee's work. Among the things that the committee, the select committee, can do, which is, um, as it as it says, review the bill in its entirety, and they, that would include, for example, going through clause by clause of the bill itself, making suggestions as to possible or potential amendments to those clauses, if any, including things that are dealt with there. In this case, most of it deals with the penalties, revised penalties. Mr. Bolton notes at the end of the process, the committee makes recommendations. But the initial focus today was on determining the terms of reference, discussing the best way to achieve the committee's goal of reviewing the Gambling Amendment Bill 2022. Among the components, next steps, setting out an initial time frame, and establishing the date of the next meeting. April Cummings, Radio Cayman News. Two tourism-related tenders are issued on government's bonfire procurement website. Details now from Radio Cayman's Paula Cal. 
The first is a request for information for market research for a destination and visitor experience assessment by the Department of Tourism. The tender says the RFI will collect info about the marketplace in order to, quote, assist in the determination of future purchasing options or requirements. The project looks to measure and assess key aspects of the Cayman Islands visitor experience to make sure Cayman's tourism industry personnel meet the service standards. The results will be used to identify gaps and areas for improvement and to collaborate with the the management of the relevant businesses to address the potential training needs to reduce the gaps. The Ministry of Tourism has also put out a request for quotes for things like architectural services, construction drawings and interior design for the quote Waterfront Tourism Experience Project on North Church Street. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Paul Akal. It's another good rating for local private school Island Montessori. After a recent visit by school inspectors, Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller reports. With just under 150 students enrolled in the toddler to year five institution, the team at the Office of Education Standard judged Island Montessori as a good school. This is unchanged since their last assessment in 2019. The report says student behavior and attitudes to learning were excellent at both early years and primary. Almost all children were considerate and kind to each other, reflecting behavior that was aligned to the positive ethos of the school. The excellent curriculum in early years was, quote, successfully underpinned by key Montessori principles, such as choice, interest, and discovery. The report says throughout the day, all children interacted with a range of materials that were carefully prepared to reflect increasing complexity and to promote children's growing independence in their learning. The well-resourced, inviting outdoor learning environment was, quote, imaginatively designed and used successfully to promote children's movement, creativity, imagination, and curiosity. The OES report says Island Montessori students were learning and engaging in motivating contexts. Also, the directors and staff had established beneficial links with a range of outside agencies, and these, quote, effectively promoted the students' participation and learning in a variety of projects and activities. There were also regular planned opportunities for kids to learn from and within their community. The school is owned by Casa Partners Limited and located on a large 1.5-acre property on Crew Road. The school opened in May 2017, and enrollment has progressively increased. The school also provides an after-school program from 3.30 to 4.30 and offers a Montessori preschool program with links to the Cayman Islands Early Years curriculum in its toddler and CASA classes. The report says the program at the reception in Key Stage 1 and 2 is based on the English national curriculum. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. The full report can be found online at obs.gov.ky. In other local news... Cayman's endemic brown booby bird population continues to be under attack with two deaths recorded recently. On Sunday, a Department of Environment's Terrestrial Resources Unit volunteer found a dead bird on the south side of Cayman Brack. The male was found at its nest alongside its dead chick, which appeared to be only one to two weeks old. His mate, who was still alive, was noted perched nearby. A necropsy will be performed to determine cause of death. However, puncture wounds and traces of blood were apparent. On the south side of Cayman Brack, the brown booby birds nest on the beach with very limited protection from predators and disturbance. This area is known to have a high density of feral cats and there have been observations of cats disturbing booby nests and attacking adult birds 
in prior nesting seasons. TRU officer Simone Williams tells Radio Kima News this follows a similar report at the Lighthouse Trail on Saturday after DOE staff found brown booby remains at one of the nesting sites. This high number of mortalities in such a short time is alarming considering they are already diminished local breeding population. All efforts will be made to ramp up the monitoring and control at these sites in this season of breeding. The DOE is asking the public to report dead or injured seabirds to the TRU at 925-7625. The Mangrove Education Project, MEP, receives a grant of 295,000 euros from the European Union, Expertise France and Resembit to complete its new curriculum of the Cayman Islands Coastal Education Guide. More now from Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins. The Mangrove Education Project has some major changes on its horizon, which is only propelled further with the grant they have received. Originally, the Mangrove Education Project started in 2001, and our Executive Director, Martin Keeley, uh, then started teaching the Marvelous Mangroves curriculum uh, that has been taught to thousands of students and teachers all around the region as well as all around the world. I believe we're in over 17 countries with that curriculum and now we have been able to expand from just mangroves to also include seagrasses and coral reefs. Since we received this funding, we're now able to take that expanded program much broader. Cassandra McDowell, Education Manager at Mangrove Action Project, explains just how far the reach of the grant goes for the environmental group. This EU funding for the Mangrove Education Project is going to be able to fund a lot more um, projects for us, and it is also able to fund monthly stipends for young Caymanians and Caymanians who are interested in interning or volunteering with us. It is allowing us to increase our outreach and the people that are actually able to help us with the work we are doing, such as our Junior Rangers program also monitoring and tracking mangrove loss uh, here in the Cayman Islands, as well as runs a few research programs in the central mangroves and in a few other areas of Grand Cayman. The Mangrove Action Project has much more up their sleeve. Education guide copies to soon be published, an interactive website, teacher training, and first-hand experience for students. I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. Once the Coastal Lagoon Education Project is tested, amended as necessary, and documented, MEP plans to introduce the program to other Caribbean, UK, overseas territories. And we'll leave you with this one. Cayman Arts Festival is kicking off its 2023 calendar of events tomorrow with a classic. Music at the library, it's the first event of the year for Cayman Arts Festival. So only for these for people that they know what we do, it's, it's a reason to come to see the concert. This time we have um, invited uh, to perform for us Alexander Simpson and Oli George Heroux. They are from United Kingdom and they are here in vacation and they just decided that it would be nice if they can uh, support our cause. CAF's Marius Gaina tells Radio Kiman, Mr. Simpson is a counter-tenor known as the voice of his generation. 
we expect a nice opera evening with uh, pieces from Handel, from Purcell, from Schumann. We are so happy that we have them here for just 50 minutes from their time. Music at the library is tomorrow evening at Georgetown at 6 p.m. The cost is $20 for adults, $5 for students. For more information, email inquiries at kimandartsfestival.com or call 922-5550. That is your latest local news. I'm Shanda Gallego.